0: Welcome to Life After Divorce podcast, and I'm your host, Patricia Levain, Separation and Divorce Coach, and I'm really happy that you're here to join us today because I've decided to do a 10-series discussion with 10 people asking 10 questions regarding their experience of divorce. I really feel it's important for new people who are going through a divorce to have some hope that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm really excited to invite Craig as our guest today. So welcome, Craig.
1: Well, thank you, Patricia, for having me.
0: Thank you. So how I start is, I'm asking is, how long has it been since your divorce? Which one? Well, let's start with the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You, let's say the last one.
1: The last one. It's um, been about 10, just over 10 years now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: it seems that went quickly.
0: Yeah. Life does fly by, doesn't it? So how was your marriage like during that time?
1: It was rocky for a long time. I mean, it was one of those things. It's just where we had blended two families. So it was myself and my family, and we, I moved in with soon-to-be wife and her family. And it's just things were there was there was issues from the beginning. And I was just I was really thinking it through properly. I wouldn't have followed through with getting married. I just because I could see already that there was a lot of problems but I was trying to be optimistic and hopeful and think we can work through this and took that next step and got married. And yeah, it just turned out to be a mistake.
0: Yeah. Blended families is a really tough situation because you're not just dealing with the marriage, you're dealing with the children too. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to sort of get along. There's different personalities. So I, I can only imagine all the, you know, the difficulties that was, was, arise before it even started so I can understand that it was tough mm-hmm. so looking back what would you have done differently
1: I think the thing is that um, a bunch of circumstances sort of aligning together that makes it just at the time it, it seemed to fit and make sense that I moved we moved in together very quickly and I think the because what was happening is is at the time um, I was living on my own and I had my son living with me but my daughter was coming to live with me uh, she didn't want to live with her mother anymore, so she was coming to live with me. So where I was was not suitable for her to be living with us as well. There was just actually only one bedroom, and I was already sleeping in the living room. So we were going to find our own place. Well, at this time, I would um, i was – let's just call my ex-wife there, M, And I, Em and I had just met. We were dating, and, and um, she was saying that, um, you know, she was seeing that I had the the need for this. So she said, well, maybe why don't you just come live with us? You you, you two can move you know, you and your two kids can move in with us and, and then we can just make things work that way. So it just seemed like a good idea at the time. And, you know, so if I what I would have done differently was said, no, we need more time to just really explore the relationship and, and be sure of what we're doing before. Because once you moved in like that, it really felt committed you were locked in because it wasn't just me and her it was now me her and the families who've now been growing together as you know seeing each other as like a family now
0: yeah I I could see that that was um that was kind of setting up for a lot of stress just right from the beginning and I think your idea of not going in too too fast would have been a better idea just sort of got to know each other uh and and build that relationship first and then blend the kids in and get them to blend together and get them to know each other. So yeah, I can actually see that, but you didn't know at the time when you're giving it a try, right? So do you think that you should be re- you should have reached out for maybe some help or support after your divorce? For you? After
1: the divorce, like we, cause we were getting therapy during the marriage to try to, you know, work things out and, and, and to see how we can try to you know salvage and repair and do all those kinds of things. But, you know, obviously it, it got to the point where that was no longer working. So we, but um, afterwards, honestly, with the, um, with this being, this was my second marriage with okay. M. And honestly, after that, I felt just an enormous sense of relief. Okay. Um, I just, I'd walked away from it. I mean, I had to give up the house. So everything I'd put into the house, um, because she had owned uh, the house uh, first not fully that wasn't paid out right but then we moved into another house and we were both paying into the house and I was making renovations on the house and doing all kinds of things so I wasn't looking for half of the house but I was looking for a portion a fair portion but it created an issue you know where if I was told that if that was going to be the case it was just going to cause a huge fight let's just leave it at that so I said if I walk away then we're just done. We don't have to deal with anything. There's no more anything. So I signed over my portion of the house to her, walked away from it. And it was just, it was just a relief because we didn't have to deal with, I didn't have to, like with my first marriage, I didn't have to deal with the issue of kids. So there was no child support. There was no alimony. There was nothing to deal with any, with her. It was just, I walked away and it was just like, All that stress of that relationship, all the stress of that marriage, all the stress of everything that had been happening in that house was suddenly gone and I didn't have to worry about it. Yes, I had lost a large investment in the house, but I gained freedom. So I didn't feel like I needed any kind of emotional support for that one because I just, you know, any stress I was feeling was gone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was feeling better.
0: Well, Well, that was a good way then to deal with it and making those decisions. Sometimes it's not worth the battle, right? It's better just to walk away.
1: So yeah, yeah and I think that's the thing too I think I you know that was the kind of thing I realized been realizing for a long time but I was holding on for the wrong reasons you know like I just I liked the house that we lived in I didn't want to give up the house and I didn't want to give up the it wasn't like I was worried about any more about the family I mean I knew that the the there was you know the family was not there was too much contention in there to, to really worry about that I knew that. kids would have been fine without me there my kids have been fine without her there so it was not that was no longer an issue that you know i thought the kids were going to be sad if we did this it wasn't like you know the the first marriage where you're breaking up the the family the mom and the dad this was this was different Mm -hmm. so yeah this this was something i should have done long before
0: so i guess looking at blended families and with kids being that it's so difficult to sort of merge that together and in your case, leaving, I guess the kids were fine. We, they were relieved more than they were sort of rea- – how did they react? Like, were they re- – how was their reaction, the children, after you mm-hmm. left? Your children.
1: They were fine with it. They, they, they knew. They yeah. knew what was coming. I mean, they could see that there was just a lot of tension, unhappiness, and things. It was just – they they could sense – you know, they, they, were, they were all teenagers at the time. So they – actually, you know, I guess my son would have been just under – you know, teenage years. But I mean, they were, they were, you know, young teens to preteens, and they 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 were seeing enough to know they <laughs> they were they weren't they weren't uh, upset upset by it. <laughs> now, actually, they are still in contact with the kids. My oh. kids are and her kids are still in contact with each other. They still, you know, are on Facebook, they're Facebook friends and whatever. So they they, um, I don't know that the eldest M's eldest is in contact with any of my kids. But I mean, they they still. They, so there was no animosity between them. Mm -hmm. i mean they understood that the problems were between me and the wife
0: right well that's really good for the kids to do that i think that's really uh very mature of them Mm -hmm. yeah that's good to hear you know that's a good sign i think i i think that shows some really good maturity and grown-up decisions that they made as, as they moved got older so that's i think that's a good thing to hear So for you itself, what was that biggest challenge that you came across after the divorce? Did you have any, any big challenges?
1: No, I just, I guess it was just the, you know, once again, you're on your own, you're feeling lonely, trying to get back into the game of, you know, the dating scene and everything like that. And just, you know, trying to learn from those mistakes and, you know, trying to take some time for self-discovery too, really making sure that I knew who I am, what I wanted and you know, you know, just really just want to be very. I think cognizant of not making the same mistakes again. I mean, I think between my first marriage and the second marriage, I had I had learned a lot, and I was very conscious of of what I had done wrong in the first marriage, and worked to fix that in the second one. So uh, I think I think that um, I mean. So I, I, think, I think that was the, what I was doing there too, was, was doing some time for some self-evaluation and saying, okay, what, what happened here? And how can I avoid making these mistakes again?
0: Yeah, I really think that's important. A lot of people don't do that after a marriage or a divorce. They sort of like, you know, just-
1: It's easy it. to blame the yeah. other person. It's easy to blame the other person and say, it was your fault, you know, you know, say for example, you know, somebody cheated on me. I can say, well, you cheated on me, therefore I'm breaking up with you. But what were the factors that I contributed to make that person want to cheat on me?
0: Absolutely. I bring that up in a lot of my discussions with my clients and stuff is I call it the truth. And I say, you know, we have to really evaluate the truth of it. And, and, and I bring that up about, well, what, you know, yes, it's not right that the person cheated, But yeah, you're exactly right. What happened to get there, right? So you both have to recognize that. So, and how long did it take for you to finalize your divorce?
1: Not that long because it was it was fairly straightforward. So like I, you know, I just ended up going to, like I didn't need a divorce lawyer or anything because, you know, everything was, nothing was contested and things. So I I ended up just going to the Brampton courts, getting all the papers I needed. And I think I even paid for it all too. Um, like I think it was only like a couple hundred dollars or something. Mm-hmm. And I just filed all the paperwork and did everything I had to do and got it done. And I, I just, I, you know, I just, I thought I was one, I wanted to get that done quickly. Not because I was in a rush to get married again, but I ended up not to get married again. But, um, what can I say? I'm a lover and a fighter, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the, the divorce, I wanted to get it done quickly. Not because I wanted to get married again, because I thought at that time, I am not going to get married again, but I want to do it simply because in case anything, you know, uh, in case the other person changed her mind, something else happened, just, I just wanted everything to be finalized, over, done, and, and move on and make sure that there was nothing to come back and haunt me in the, in the, in the future. Impressive. Not that I would have thought that she would do that, but just, you never know some people, times people can be.
0: I guess it's also good to close that door, right? And that was for you a part of closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. So what advice would you offer to people who are going through a divorce, like from your experiences and everything else, would you have any advice?
1: Yeah, I think, I think where possible to avoid getting hung up on issues of money and blame and things like that. I think, like I said, that the, the whole thing ending and just being able to end it amicably to, a, to an extent, I mean, like I felt at first I felt, you know, put out a, put out about the, the whole, you know, losing all the investment I had in the house. I mean, because there was the increased value on the house. There was the money I'd been paying into the house for the mortgage, the money I'd put in towards the renovations. I mean, I walked away from, you know, a fair sum of money, but in the end, it was just money. You know, it, it, I could have fought for that and it would have just, would it have been worth it? For the lawyers, for the stress, for the everything, And no, it wouldn't have been. So I mean, you know, just get past those those things and just you know, where possible. I mean, you can be upset with the other person, but just do everything you can to end it. I mean, I just see so many people I talk to you know people who are in similar situations and things, and just just the, how nasty it can get, and it's just it's just it's so not worth it. Yeah, it's just yes. not worth it.
0: I totally, totally agree. It's not worth it in a lot of areas of uh, just mental health and stress and dealing with, you know, everything that goes along with it. It's just best try to find the best way to work it out. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. But how long after your divorce did it take you to get your life back?
1: How do you get with, my life back?
0: Yeah, like work through everything of all the things you thought about. What did I go wrong? What can I do for myself? How did how did you, you know, how did it long did it take for you to say, well, now I'm ready to move on again?
1: I don't know. I mean it it I wasn't long before I was looking to date again, but wasn't looking to date again to get into another relationship again. I just wanted to you know just see people and just you know I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't looking to, Yeah, you know, I wasn't like looking for one night stands and things like that, but I was just looking to get out, enjoy people's company and just have fun and just enjoy life again. Mm-hmm. Felt like I'd just been cooped up in that relationship where I wasn't receiving a lot of the things that I wanted. There was a lot of issues around, you know, just, just things to do with, you know, the family, the the, the kids, like, you know, there was a lot of, lot of things happening but there was also things that were strictly between M and myself that was just unfulfilling in my relationship. So I was just looking to just enjoy the freedom again. Mm-hmm. So I, but I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, like I said, it was it was such a it was such a sense of relief to have left that relationship that I didn't really see. It's hard for me to say like how long did I need to recover. I mean, from the first wife, when I when we divorced or when we separated, it, it I was I was a mess for a while because I mean, I was tearing apart the family. I was you know you know the, trying to adjust to everything that was new. I had to move out, and there was a lot of things that were and uh, factors in there that one took me a while to to fully get over. But the second one, no, I mean the second one was just like I walked out the door and it was just relief, instant. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing that experience um, and 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 saying things about your first experience also, because it's nice to know that uh, it does take some time. Sometimes it takes one marriage. It might take two marriages or so before you really realize about your life and who you are and what, you know, what your needs are and what your wants are and what's the requirements within that relationship. And sometimes you just got to do it a few times to get it right, you know, so But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. So if there was one thing that you could have done differently uh, with your life today, what would that be?
1: Sorry, with my life today?
0: Yeah, in your life and all the experience you went through and where you are today, if you could look back and say to someone, like, you know, for life experiences, what, what reflects back the most for you?
1: I think I think you really have to know yourself to know what is are some things that are going to be important to you, important enough to you that you're not willing to compromise them, and other things you know, and other things which you are going to be willing to compromise. So, I think that's was a big thing because you know where I you know, I, I think in the relationships, just finding there's things that I want that I want slash need in a relationship and. If I was to be in a relationship where I wasn't getting those things, then I now know that this is not going to work for me, and I am not going to want to continue in that, because it's just, I'm going to be frustrated, I'm going to be upset, I'm going to be resentful, I'm going to have a lot of negativity towards this other person, because I feel like I'm being held back from things that I want and need. Whereas um, other things, there's things I would like to have, and I realize that okay but if i don't have those then that's not the end of the world but it would be nice
0: if i could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that's really yeah you're absolutely right I, I i agree with you on that as well so for our last question uh do you have anything basically more to add uh about divorce in general to anyone out there that you that would be listening
1: uh well all the same old tired cliches you know time heals all wounds and so on and so forth i mean I know that um it's yeah it's it's takes time, and things do get better, but the only way that things will get better is if you're if you're not constantly stoking those flames of of anger and hatred i mean i I've seen people last years I've known people who've lasted years of of bitterness and anger and resentment uh, well, actually, my own stepmother from growing up. Um what, for like twenty twenty years that uh I'd still heard and about her and everything she's until my father passed away, you know, just um four years ago now. And even up until that time she was still bitter and angry and doing things you know where she could to try and be hurtful towards my father. So I mean that that had been yeah, over twenty years. Wow. And she just would not let things go. So, I mean, it, it, it's like a lot of things. I mean, you know, you you're only in some cases hurting yourself. I mean, you're trying to hurt the other person, but you're really you're, you're hurting yourself, too, by just holding on to that anger. It's really not worth it. Just let it go. Move on.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I have clients when they come to me, they uh, if I see that they're not ready to move on or work through it, I uh, I don't take them on because they just there's nothing I can do to help them. They have to really realize that. So I I completely understand that. Well, thank you very much again, Craig, for for participating. And I'd like others to join us in our next podcast to hear all the other stories that people are telling us and uh, the experiences that they dealt with and what they're going through with their divorce. So remember, there is a life after divorce. And thank you again.
1: Thank you.